Hi everyone, welcome back to Chat Shit Get Fit and welcome back to Chatting with PTs. This is a series where we chat with health and fitness professionals from a wide range of backgrounds about a wide range of topics. This week we chat to Alicia Scott, a PT from a land far, far away and a land that according to Tom doesn't exist. Spoiler alert, amongst the great bits of conversation there is going to be a lot of chaos. So we of course start with Alicia's top three gym pet peeves and we rank these using the brand new society scale. If you know, you know. And she comes in hard. She does. She comes in hard with a couple of 10 out of 10s. So uh, look forward to that. We then dive into her story, unpacking how she got into the health and fitness industry, looking at what changes she's noticed over the years, not only in the industry, but in herself as well. This leads us onto a conversation about her work in mental health, her growth in confidence, so touching on things like empowerment, and her experience within the world of CrossFit. We then finish with some secret questions, which were actually submitted by some of you lot via Instagram. I asked, without any context to who our guest was, what question do you want them to answer? And Jesus Christ, the questions I was made to ask. Thank God Alicia embraced the chaos. Anyway, let's get into this week's episode. Good evening. Good evening. How are we doing? Very well. Excellent. Thank you. Oh, well, there we go. Luke. Well, you heard a third voice there, guys. Everyone's been thinking, who's that third voice? So we're back with a chat with PT. We've got another guest on. And we've got Alicia. Welcome, Alicia, to the Chat Shit Get Fit podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. How are you feeling? Good? Good. Yeah. Ready to go. Ready to chat some shit. Awesome. Brilliant. Um, apologies, guys. We have got a lot of uh, stateside listeners. Um, and if Tom's Cockney accent wasn't enough, Alicia is coming <laughs> to us from the fabulous place called Scotland, if you know <laughs> where that is. So it sure turns well, out but... I've actually lost our bet, Bill. Uh, Alicia, I'm afraid the what? only reason why we got you on this podcast was Bill wanted to prove to me that Scotland was a real place. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about this conspiracy. And, yeah, it wasn't. To... Um, oh, my God. isn't just a government conspiracy. You know, it is an actual real place. Because originally I said that Scotland wasn't actually real. What? Why? It's not real. I, I, it wasn't I, a real I, place. I can't remember what you said because I used to live in Kinloss for a bit. In the, <clears> right. No, you didn't. You just thought you did. Yeah, there you go. And you somehow, <laughs> you spoiled it. I completely forgot that's conspiracy theory. We've completely derailed the podcast really, Alicia. I do apologise. Yeah, we've literally sorry, got, well, I've just I forgot about this. Course. I don't know what... What was the actual conspiracy, Tom? Yeah, I remember this now. This is this is this is quite a while ago. This it, it was something to do with like a, a, a tax slash fund, possibly. I don't Wasn't it to do with Birmingham? Didn't you say Birmingham didn't exist? It might have been out. Birmingham. Yeah, it might have been yeah, Birmingham. Birmingham didn't exist, <laughs> yeah, and then we spiraled to Scotland, yeah. and you said, yeah, a whole I mean, country. Look, Birmingham, yeah, whole Scotland. Country. What's the difference? <laughs> to me, it's all up north. It's north of the. <laughs> it's north of the M40. So you know, to me, that is. Yeah, it's all the same thing to me. I mean, North London to me, North London to me is, you know, the same as Birmingham and Scotland because it's all just north of me. Yeah. Sorry, it's, it's this green tea I'm drinking. It's full of microplastics <laughs> and it's messing with my brain. It's full of microplastics. These, <laughs> these microplastics hit different, I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. Well, welcome to the podcast where we're very serious in tone, as you can probably tell. <laughs> Scotland is, in fact, a country. Yeah, Scott Elizabeth and Alicia is from where about Scotland are you from, Alicia? Sterling. Sterling, nice. Yeah, so kinda of in between Glasgow and Edinburgh. Nice, got great services. Yeah, yeah. expensive, but yeah. I think all <laughs> services are expensive, aren't they? <laughs> well yeah. Cost of living. <laughs> anyway, what we do, Alicia, we start these episodes, the chat with PTs anyway, with you know, same formula every single time. We like to break the ice with a little game. Well it's not really a game, it's just a question really, is it? What are your top three <laughs> gym pet peeves? And we we do rank these. 
the ranking scale changes from week to week, but Tom did say to me last week he's going to bring back, he's, he's going to you know invent a new one. Um, something like to sell this podcast, Alicia. I'm not going to say it because I'm getting sick and tired of saying it every week. But we are. You get sick and tired of saying it every week. <laughs> you get sick and tired of saying it every week. I've got I'm fucking triggered. saying it in my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. We're not going to go any further than that. Yeah. Okay, but anyway, what is this new scale, Tom? Talk to us. Uh, we we are unleashing the society scale. The society. So scale. there are moments of frustration in life where we're like, do you know what? This is just society all over. This is just shit in general. So you know, like if you're um, if you're at the bus stop and like you have to make way because like a little old lady that needs to get on first, even though you're in a rush, it's like, oh, Joe, we live in a society that she's got to go in front of me, or just a. Uh, <laughs> Basically, we live in a society. So hmm. on a scale of society, a 10 is, God, we really live in a society. This is awful. If it's like a one, it's like, Joe, you know what? This society ain't too bad. It's a nice society, yeah. It is a nice society. Out of all the societies, this is not a bad society. But very rarely does that outrageous. happen because uh, society is shit. This is, if you're a, if you're a brand new listener to the show, this is going to make absolute. This this is a running joke, and you're going to you're going to think, what on earth are these fucking idiots talking about? Well, we we've tuned in to listen to our mate Alicia talk, and these two are banging on about fucking societies. Bust what off. is going on? But yeah. you see, this is this is how we rope you into listening to the past episode. It's like you know you can't yeah. just get into Game of Thrones halfway through. It's like, ah, oh, yeah. see, we've led you down a, a rabbit hole here. You've now got to go back and listen to season one. The Scotland oh, conspiracy. Mm, exactly. <laughs> you have to go. Oh, if all that was bad, you got to listen to the Hollow Earth theory. You know, oh, yeah, the Hollow Earth theory. Real. There's yeah. loads of them. You just got to go back and listen to the beginning and the get oil rigs. Our numbers the oil rigs up. off the uh, off the coast of Scotland mm. that are apparently giant straws. Yep, that mm-hmm. one as well. You got to go. <laughs> exactly. There's loads of them. Yeah. But, but yeah, the society scale. Basically, how crap something is. What annoys you on a scale of one to ten? With ten being really annoying, basically, and one being. That ain't even annoying. I do that myself. <laughs> We're going to Alicia, number one. What's your first gym pet peeve? So when it's busy, when the gym is busy, I just don't <laughs> <Right>. have time. <laughs> I don't have time. Right. I mean, some gyms would well, love that. Some gyms would love to be busy. <laughs> well, I know. See, but like public gyms, when they're really busy and I can't do my workout in order or I have to mix things up or think, I just I don't have time. I can't be bothered with that. I hate that. So on that scale... I mean, what that's like towards the higher end of 10, but that's really just me not... Oh, no, I, I, I do get you. I mean, if we take it t- take it down a bit, time is a barrier. Uh, and yeah. unfortunately, if I've got to wait half an hour to do a bicep curl, then I'm not going to be very happy. Exactly. <laughs> I'll get those curls in. I know, yeah, exactly. Especially when it's a Friday night, come on. No. <laughs> I mean, as someone that wants to go to gym, that is really annoying. However, for someone that works in a commercial gym, such as myself, it's twice as annoying because, you know, it's always the high schoolers as well. You know, I don't want to create a barrier here, but it's always the high schoolers coming 10 deep straight to the bench press. <laughs> you know, deep. straight. To, it's true, though. Like, it's never just, uh, oh, look, here's your average 16, 18-year-old, you know, coming to the gym. It's like they actually come in. It's like the Warriors. They come in as gans. Yeah. And, yeah. you know... They all usually dress the same, have the same, you know, pop needle fringe hairdo that's going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. someone's dropped a lollipop onto a rug, you know, that kind of hairdo. And it's just oh, frustrating. So, do you know what? I want to do, I, I just want to do my barbell squats here, man. Or, you know, as CrossFitters, I want to do my kipping under the squat rack. <laughs> yeah. But now you've got these high schoolers curling, you know, it's curling, yeah, curling the squat in rack. Curling in a platform. 
And it's yeah. like, oh, cheers for that, mate. We we surely live in a society. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that I think that the way the context you put that in there, Tom. I think it's got to be it's got to be a nine to ten, isn't it, on the yeah. society scale? Because that really is we live in a society, isn't it? That? I mean, I'm so Alicia. I'm stealing it here, but I'm going to give my own score, and it's ten out of ten. I just hate people <laughs> being in the gym. Hate people if being one in person. The gym. That's it. If one person other than me is in the gym, there's a problem. Yeah, I like a quiet <laughs> there's gym. A problem. Yeah. If someone is outside that. looking into the gym from a window, that is a problem. Yes, that is. <laughs> yeah. that Jesus is Christ. I don't like people to watch. I didn't think we'd be this deep into the society after Pet Peeve 1, but here we are. We are very deep Ten into the society. Ten on the scale. Ten on the scale, yeah. What's your next one? Next one, Alicia. Um, so this is probably a really common one, but when people don't put their stuff back Ooh. or leave stuff really sweaty... We've had Disgusting. this before, haven't we? Yeah, yeah we've had this before. It's quite it's Tom's, very common. Tri- <laughs> look how triggered Tom is. Tom is about to erupt. No, do you know look what? Um, take it off. Just what you said about Seven the minutes in, I've triggered him. Yeah. I mean, leaving stuff out is a whole different thing. I'll go into that. But about the sweat, yes. like uh, today, I, I I went onto the barbell straight after someone I know and she left like where she was chalked up. She left like loads of chalk on the bar. And to be fair, it's my Gross. fault because it was my chalk she used. <laughs> but god her palms were sweaty it was like grabbing onto a, it, imagine a barbell made out of like a soggy flannel I was gripping onto this barbell and it was just the most horrendous oh. feeling it was still warm as well oh. yeah it's, gross yeah it was pretty gross but um, needs that yeah leaving stuff around is just a dick move mm-hmm. it is a dick move well um, yeah and the finish as well like I think I'm probably going to repeat myself from season 5 and 6 of the Chat Shit Get Fit podcast um, but like, it's actually a bigger deal when a lot of people, you know, what, than what a lot of people think. It's not just an etiquette thing. So me and Bill often talk about like what creates barriers to exercise, and actually, especially specifically in general population gyms where you get all genders, all ages, all fitness levels. It's like if you've had a meathead that has like once again, I work a commercial gym. This happens on a nightly fucking basis. Someone leaves two hundred kilos on a barbell, and they leave that on the floor. And you have little old Mary, who's only just started lifting with barbells, and she's expected to get that off. And it's just not easily done, you know. It's not easily done. It, it creates barriers. It can stop people from, you know, touching the barbells. It's like, I, I can't lift that stuff, and I'm too embarrassed to ask. They might not come back again after that. That'll be their journey over, won't it? You know? Yeah. Totally. And on, like, the sled and things, I've had clients before, I've programmed in, like, a sled pull or push, and they yeah. can't get the, the plates off, and they're like, I yeah. didn't know what to do. Yeah, that's a good point, yeah. Do you know what? That is a good point, because this is the first time I've ever worked out with a sled, and one thing I've noticed from tidying up other people's shit is that they're really awkward to get plates off of sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. It's just simply picking it up, but for whatever reason, it's like exactly. yeah, really awkward to get off. Just need an extra off. workout. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is going to be another high one, isn't it, Tom? We're going to be up with the society scared again. Well, we because Sled's got mentioned. Yeah, it is what? now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We saying ten, Tom? Yeah, that's it's solid ten. It's just a dick move. And it is. Oh, once again, probably repeating myself, but it's like that shopping trolley analogy, isn't it? And this goes into society, mm. funny enough. This does go to society. This goes yeah, right, into yeah. society. There's that old analogy of, um, well, well, can we self-govern ourselves as human beings? It's like shopping uh, trolleys. Like, It costs nothing to go and take your shopping trolley back afterwards, but it helps out society in the long run. Mm-hmm. But it, it's just such a low-effort thing to do. You know, It costs you absolutely nothing, but 
just by not putting it back, it then sets up a chain reaction for every single other person. Like, well, why the fuck Trolley's do I go and put the trolley everywhere. back? You know, like a trolley graveyard in Tesco, isn't it? Yeah. I'm just going <laughs> chuck this, you know, under that guy's car. <laughs> but yeah. like, um, it's the same thing with weight plates. It's like, especially with dumbbells, dumbbell racks. Mm. Like, as soon as mm. one goes out of line, oh, everyone just goes broke, don't they? Follow. God, yeah, yeah. You've got a two next to a twenty. It oh, costs absolutely there. nothing just to <laughs> put your equipment back, and everyone else will follow suit because you know. You you want to you want to do right by society, funny enough, <laughs> yeah. but you know it, it rarely happens, and it just sets yeah. up a horrid chain reaction. So oh fucking hell, fifteen out of ten. Oh god, you've, he's a rock, Jesus. Fifteen out of scale. ten. Oh, I have to have some microplastics. Calm myself down. <laughs> right, that's two very. I'm, I'm expecting big things for your third one, Alicia. You've, you've well, see, I, I feel I feel like I should have done this in a different order. But my third oh, you one, peaked, peaked too soon. I know I did peak too soon. My third one is when people put weight plates on, not in order, on a barbell. Oh, oh, one. oh I well, hate it, and it's oh, such, it's, okay. such a, it's really uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't like it. It's not nice. I like the size orders. Well, you thought about like different colours as well. They've got like two 15s. They've got one that's yellow, one that's black. You know, and it's like they've got two different plates. It's a bit What's unsettling. That? I like my plates yeah, to match. Is, yeah, I'm, I'm can't always happen, but it's just it's just uncomfortable. I mean, if it's not if you, if it can't happen, there's an issue that someone's obviously monged the plate system somewhere else. That, <laughs> the, that means society has failed somewhere down the line. That if you've got to the point where you've got to mix your plates, <laughs> I know. Well, in our CrossFit box, they're all the same color, but they're different brands, and everyone yeah, okay. always scrambles for the same. I like the two brands mm. together. Uh, okay, they're yeah. all black. Mm. But I have to get the two Same brands brand. together. Yeah, yeah. It's very CrossFit, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah look very nice, CrossFit. It? Totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I hate that though. Different orders. No, not for we me. We have uh, like the traffic light bumper plates. So we have green, yeah. yellow, red. We've got some blues as well. And yeah, we've got black. And then we've got like the, you know, the, the kind of weight plates you'd put on like plate loaded machines. And those mm-hmm. end up down the squat racks as well, which is a nightmare. <laughs> but yeah, that does make me uncomfortable when people yeah. have the sizes not in order. And I don't know if it actually makes a difference or not. I, uh, I do you know what would, I mean? I don't know if it does. No. It's just like, uncomfortable. But then again, like if you think about it, Bill, with like, you know, the way you load your Bergen, if you've got like light more closer to your centre or, yeah. you know, you've got heavier on the outside, I, I generally don't know. I'm sure like there's more qualified people that would know. Yeah. But whether it actually makes a difference or not, I don't know, but it does make you feel uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah, I don't like the look That's of it. It does thing. look odd, doesn't it? I'm like, mm, what's going on there? Yeah. Yeah, it does make me uncomfortable. Unsettling. And also, it makes me wonder, like, how are they ramping up their sets? <laughs> they're on a 20 kilo barbell and they're like, yeah, sure. I'm now going to ramp up to five kilos. And okay, now I'm going to go up to 25. Fucking hell. Yeah, like, yeah, sorry, just, but, yeah. It does make point. me wonder, what are they doing? <laughs> yeah, what's their process? Yeah. You know, I, you know what I'd say though, Tom, to counter this, mate, are, are we actually a product of societal norms here by saying that we are saying this is how weight plate should look, this is how weight should be loaded? Are we, That's it. Maybe, maybe let them do it. Maybe they, maybe they feel happy <laughs> with their weights loaded that way. Who are we, who are we to judge their, their placement of plates? Are we, are we now deep into the site ourselves? Are we now going to give ourselves 10? So instead of body shaming, it's like plate shaming. Yeah, plate, plate shaming. shaming. Yeah, plate, yeah. Yeah. Shaming. plate shaming. Yeah, that's what I'm oh, doing. God. I, I fully endorse plate shaming. What have we become? Would you <laughs> fully endorse plate shaming? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll every now and again, it. I like to, you know, casually gaslight people and say your plate's inside out or it's upside down. Your plate's upside down, and they're, just, they're thinking like, 
Yeah, like, hang on. What? Hang on. Wait, what? Just, uh, yeah, <laughs> they make some question themselves. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's actually really good. I like that. That's actually a good dick one. Dick move, but it just makes... It makes you know, oh, it's a massive dick move. It's like when people are wearing Velcro shoes and you say your laces are undone. <laughs> and they, they still look down like, wait, what? You know what? I'm giving it a one. You know why? Because... I'm not, I'm not being a product of society norms. If they want to, they could they can load it however they We're want. We're not plate shaming, okay. We're not plate shaming. I'm going to say ten. A, I'm just going to go for a seven because we've already set the standard with two really annoying ones. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to load it to a seven, but it doesn't really feel uncomfortable. It just doesn't feel yeah. right. It doesn't feel right. Like the, my feng shui is off. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. I think so. God. Chloe's not listening to that comment. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we'll move on to the next part of the show then where I say every time it should be a more serious part but so far the tone has been anything but so uh, we'll, see, we'll see how it gets on. Um, let's talk about your journey a little bit. We're always interested about I guess so obviously different backgrounds and stuff so what I could see is that you've been in this industry for quite a little while now. 2016 mm-hmm. was a date I came to in terms of when you actually qualified started doing your PT and stuff like that so yeah. what I really kind of know is is this something you've always wanted to get into? How did this journey start? No not okay. at all. It was weird like I actually kind of can't fully remember like what that pro- decision process. Yeah. It kind of, I'm just like, oh, I'm here. It was an accident. Um, no, <laughs> yeah, it was an accident. No, growing up, I-, I hated sports. Like, I didn't really like PE. I think it was just like it was just something we were forced to do, and I never really fully enjoyed it at all. Didn't set foot into a gym until. I was just about to leave school, actually. They did a big refurb and got a new gym, but I went in with some of my friends. I had no idea what I was doing, treadmill, bike, all that kind of stuff. Then I came up to Stirling for uni, um, had no clue what I wanted to do, so I just picked something I was interested in, um, which was criminology. <laughs> like, I would wow. get a, didn't know what job I would get out of that, but never mind. And then I went to the gym... But I had no idea what I was doing and there wasn't really, other than your induction on this is how a treadmill works and that, that's that's all I got. So I kind of taught myself a lot of everything, like how to lift up a dumbbell, what a kettlebell is, all that kind of stuff. And I kind of got to the point where I didn't want anyone else to feel how I did, where I was totally clueless, didn't have any kind of idea of what I was supposed to be doing in a gym and I didn't want to just sit on a tread or run on a treadmill for 45 minutes. And then that was my gym session because I was just like, what is the point in this? So I kind of started teaching myself a lot of things, um, learning a little bit about weightlifting. That's when I started crossfitting things. And I just wanted to teach other people how to use a gym so that they weren't as clueless as, as I was, basically, because there was this whole other world that I discovered that I only thought existed in treadmills and bike and that's what I thought a gym was, you know, using a rower or a treadmill or, or the cardio machines. I feel like you've got a... You, you, you don't like treadmills that's what I'm getting from this I know it's because I spent so long on them and I'm just like who does keep treadmills away from Alicia <laughs> no <laughs> treadmills no thank you it's boring no, don't want to yeah okay. totally so no I, I kind of just decided that I wanted to learn I've always been quite good at teaching people things like at school and things I helped tutor people and I've always enjoyed teaching people new things and I think I kind of just naturally fell into PT because I started to enjoy the gym I started to enjoy all the stuff and I wanted to help other people um find a love for exercise there we go awesome yeah and obviously five five is it five six years later now isn't it still yeah good. Still six, ki- still about six years up. still going That's still awesome. loving it yeah awesome so it's quite a long time then um what would you say that has been like the biggest change then you've noticed in what fitness Just industry like in, in, in the, yeah, the industry in general yeah the fitness industry in general so 
I mean, there's obviously still a ton that needs to be kind of fixed and, and things, but I think recently I've kind of noticed there's a shift from everything about weight or scales and fad mm. diets. They're starting to become more of realization that there's other things you can measure progress with rather than the yeah. scales. And it's not all about weight loss and don't get me wrong, 90% of people who want to work with me will say, I want to lose weight and I want mm. to tone up. But it's about kind of then making them realize that there's more to exercise than just weight loss and things. And, and I think obviously with the growth of social media and things, I think there's a, been a bit more of a shift that it's not all about scales and all these fad diets, you know, calorie deficits and things like that is the way to go. And it's not just you know, cutting out carbs and then that's what's going to make you lose weight, that kind of thing. So I think that's a positive. Um, it's, it's less about weight and more about other things. It's more about like, like the weight neutral benefits you can kind of get yeah. out of exercise, you know, weight, as right. like weight aside, yeah, you know, health markers, uh, blood pressure, etc. Strength. Quality of life. Yeah, you know, quality of life, just enjoying having an activity to do. I, I, actually, I've noticed that though. I definitely have noticed what you're saying there. Just thinking about it, there's definitely been that shift, which is good. It's, it's good to see. Yeah, like, I mean, growing up, I kind of grew up with programs like, you know, America's Next Top Model, magazines kind of, you know, fat shaming women and things and being like, oh my God, she's put on so much weight. And it was all, all about your weight. And it, it was never about, you know, any mental health or anything like that at all. And I, I think there is less of that now. It's it's less of a, people are kind of standing up being like, it's not all about weight. And, you know, what about all these other things? And she's still, she's happier, she's healthier, you know. Could be that this person was, disordered eating or like in a really bad place mentally but they were skinny so that was great like she lost all that weight but actually you know maybe there was things going on that, that she wasn't okay so yeah not so much about the weight anymore here's one for you alicia this is something i'm not sure how how you can you can answer this but something i've noticed as well is that with the rise of all this stuff you talk about which is really good really positive yeah i'm finding that also because of social media as well we're getting a rise of those who are piggybacking on it seeing an opportunity and almost virtue signaling i don't know if you've noticed that yeah they, before, you could see them a couple of years ago they'd say one thing and you could yeah. see they clearly yeah, identified this is a spot in the market now and they've, twisted their, they've changed their tune and you're like hang on I mate think, i've seen i've seen i, I think they're are there are people that generally have changed their viewpoint and they've yeah, admitted sure. that actually i think the way i approached things before where like uh, you know the definition of fitness was to basically calorie deficit calorie deficit calorie deficit oh don't forget the fucking hashtag calorie deficit you know <laughs> trademarked yeah. um yeah. but you know at the same time i do think there are some people who have suddenly jumped on like the weight neutral approach simply because yeah. at the time it became almost like a niche it became a niche but, you know, there's always been evidence out there to show that oh, there's there's benefits to exercise aside from just the you know, weight. weight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I feel it'd be unfair to kind of say like, oh, the vast majority of people have just jumped on like a bandwagon. Yeah, yeah I don't. They won't say a majority. It's not. A, it's a but minority. I do agree that there are some people I think have just jumped on it for the sake of it being a niche. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I would like to think that obviously people, things in the fitness industry is is evolving all the time. So I'd yeah. like to think that, you know, your people are learning. I mean, I've done things in the past. I used to make my clients weigh themselves and I used to put up progress yeah. photos and things. And not that there's particularly wrong with that if people, people do that. But for me, that's not the approach I want to do anymore. And that's not something I, I make my clients do. I never make them take photos and things anymore. But a few years ago, I absolutely did. So now I'm I'm all like, no, we won't weigh like unless you want to and things and I don't make them do that. So I'd I'd like to think that there is some growth in like learning and that, but yeah, there's always gonna be people that kind of piggy piggyback on things for popularity reasons. But I'd like to think it would be growth and, and learning. 
that kind of leads me on to next question, which kind of you kind of already alluded to it. What would you? So you said what changed in the industry? What would you say has changed in yourself as well? Because obviously we've said six, seven years now. Whatever, it's been quite a long time. I think. I mean, obviously, I'm forever learning, and I, th- I think it's really important in the in the fitness industry that you're always trying to better yourself. Like I'm always doing courses or trying to learn something new and and, and kind of pass that on to my clients. I think for me. Um, my self-confidence has kind of grown a lot in the last few years like imposter syndrome is such a huge thing with oh, within yeah. the fitness oh, industry yeah massive and I, I still obviously I still get it now but I'd like to think that actually do you know I am good at my job and like I, the knowledge and things I have got and the results yeah. that I get with my clients and things I'm, I'm actually really proud of so I, I think the biggest change in me is just kind of believing in myself my confidence has grown as well it's gone through the roof through coaching like I'm, I'm speaking to people all the time I've taught a ton of classes like just that that kind of thing so I, I think in in a nice way like my my kind of confidence and my self-belief has has grown over the last few years do you know what alicia i think you're the first person to ever bring up that word imposter that's that term imposter stuff syndrome. imposter syndrome on here and i'm really glad you brought it up because i think a lot of pts can resonate with that totally um it's one of those jobs where as soon as you pass your theory and your practical exam as a PT etc and you get thrown into a gym based environment as a PT, new qualified PT I think very quickly a lot of PTs realise oh shit this is nothing yeah. like what <laughs> I thought it would be like some yeah. of you expected actually you're not just like alright great you learned all the theory you did the practical but actually you are running a business you know as well and I think a lot of people realise shit actually like I, I almost don't feel like I belong here you know, I was like that at first. It doesn't help that because it's such a cutthroat industry. Yeah. I had a lot of people making it feel that way. But yeah, uh, yeah, like I think a lot of PTs would resonate with that, that imposter syndrome, especially imposter syndrome, especially at the beginning of their careers. I think it comes down to a lot of that comparison thing as well. Like you, you mentioned at least about social media, that yeah. makes us compare so much more than we ever did before. And that is the imposter. You release something, you think, oh, but then you see someone else do something similar to you and you think, oh, are they better than me? You know, are they, are they doing this better than I yeah. am? Like even like, for example, we do the podcast. We've been doing this for like, like two years now, whatever it is. And even then we listen to another podcast, you think, oh, are they better than us? Are we, are <laughs> yeah. we good enough? You know? I mean, the answer's no, but yeah. The answer's obviously the answer's no, yeah. But you, you, you have this battle with yourself all the time, don't you? And I think, as you said, you've, you've grown over that. And I think you're just going to keep, I think we're, we're in this industry, everyone should just obviously keep growing time and time. You get more and more confident in yourself. And- yeah, that's it. And just like, just keep learning. And I think mm-hmm. anyone with an attitude that, oh, I've qualified as a PT and that's it, that's me done. I don't need to do any kind of CPD or uh, anything like that is is not in the right mind frame to be a PT. So, um, yeah, I think it's it's hard. Like, you're, oh, yeah, people are great at social media. You see some of these accounts, but it's just really good marketing and stuff. Yeah, like really good marketing. Coaching yeah. might be rubbish. Like, you yeah. don't know that. But, well, there's plenty, yeah, you, plenty of those. <laughs> oh, yeah. You just have to have that kind of self-belief, don't you? But just never stop with the learning, I think. It's one of those roles where I think, like, they expect you to go into it already having experience on the gym yeah. floor. It kind of reminds you, like, when you're... 19 years old going for your first job interview and they're like oh sorry we're looking for someone with you know who's new who's new to this kind of work but you must have 20 years experience yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, it yeah. Is. And it's hard mm. like it's totally hard and um, you know I, I work with dan hancock and and we we talk about um like mental health and exercise coaching and we use a lot of like statistics and things and like 90 percent of pts leave is it is it 90 70 or 90, yeah, 90, within the first year I don't a know high the number. percentage anyway, yeah. but yeah. It's a massive turnover rate, massive turnover rate, yeah. I don't think it helps that the course providers, you know, 
promise a lot of things. You know, as I said, they could teach you the they could teach you the physiology, you know, biology, you know, you could do the practical, etc. But when you actually realise shit, this is actually a self employed business, I've been taught zero business skills here. It's a whole different yeah. story. Yeah. Whole different story. Interesting. And I think that I was going to ask if there's anything you change, Alicia, but I'm not sure if you just like change the change the entry point. I'd say, but that'd be my one anyway. <laughs> yeah, the 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 whole kind of level level three, I think, and I, I think I'd like to make a big more change on like mental health. Um, mm-hmm. I, I work a lot about that, and at the minute, as I was saying with Dan, and so. Like, I mean, in your in your level three, you're pretty much just talked to, oh, if someone has like mental health issues or a mental illness, then you don't talk about it. That's not within your scope. But really, mm. everyone has mental health. So yeah, sure. you should be able to talk about it. And, and I think as PTs, it's a really important thing to provide that kind of safe space for your clients to be able to to talk through their day and, and to actually show that you care and you get a far more out of your clients then if you just was like right we're doing squats today and that's it and you know that's all i'm talking about yeah, like talking in between like yeah yeah definitely joe i'm glad you said this actually because I, I did find out very quickly when i became a pt that i was almost also a counselor yeah <laughs> you know oh you are you feel like a counselor half the time. <laughs> yeah. um it's true though but do you know what usually i'm one of those people where i say look i will not go outside my scope of practice but actually yeah. personal training whether you want it to or not, is usually co it, yeah. it coexists, it's interlinked with mental health. Because, you know, your clients will tell you about their day, they will tell you about their problems, etc. And I've actually found, without without going too far out of my scope of practice, I've actually found some of my greatest successes, mm-hmm. especially as behaviour change, has kind of been digging a little bit deeper and getting to open up a bit with me and saying, okay, is there things we can do about this, etc. Is there yeah. small changes? It's actually helped a hell of a lot. Instead of being one of those PTs where it's like, oh, I don't give a shit, just give me five more, you know, glorified yeah, rep definitely. counter. I, I obviously used to work in a commercial gym and I'd have clients who would cancel on me last minute or they just wouldn't turn up. And instead of, and I used to just get really annoyed and I'm just like, well, how rude is that? Like that you've, that's wasted my time and things. But as I kind of got into things a little bit deeper, you know, maybe it was just their, their anxiety was really bad yeah. or they were really anxious about coming to the gym or they just didn't know what to expect. And really by just addressing that and being like, are you okay? Or going out to meet them outside rather than expecting them to walk in and come and meet you. That goes so much, that goes such a long way. Um, mm. Whereas, you know, that, that client might have just never come back and that's it, cancelled their session, that's it. Whereas if you would have just taken two minutes to be like, is everything all right? Or like, I'll walk you through and I'll go and It goes a you. long way. <laughs> definitely just a simple open-ended question you know are you okay is everything all right yeah 100 percent, i agree um i think like i have seen in the health and fitness space that there have actually been more mental health cpds coming out you know yes um so it is good to see it. so it is it's funny you bring that up but yeah i am starting to notice a bigger prevalence of mental health courses being introduced into health and fitness yeah cpds yeah yeah. Yeah. So I am. Um, I teach on one of them. So I teach on oh. mental health and exercise. Mental health and exercise coaching. So it's MHEC um, with Dan Hancock, and that's something that we address. So it's teaching other kind of PTs, coaches, people in the fitness industry, and also just anyone really who wants to kind of learn a little bit more about mental health, and obviously not out with our scope of practice at all, but just 
helping them feel a bit more comfortable in kind of talking through mental health mm. because a lot of people yeah. just don't know how to approach that kind of conversation yeah, how do you react? yeah yeah something can be quite deep can't it if someone comes to you with quite a deep topic of conversation you, if you've never heard it before you have no idea how to address it you just either curl up into a bubble it's that like fight or what is it the fight or flight, fight thing, or isn't flight. It? Yeah. yeah yeah so that's what people most pts especially some of the younger pts i'd say yeah they've got like zero life experience anyway they'd be like what's on earth have you just said to me like yeah <laughs> yeah and they don't <laughs> what know what to it? do with it or... they don't know what to do they're like what do i do yeah so have you yeah. tried a calorie deficit <laughs> oh geez. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. thank you yeah, um, yeah well, thanks very cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah very yeah. rad once again goes into that imposter syndrome you know yeah yeah people thrown into things with very little experience for a job that almost requires experience off the bat what was that um course called again alicia just for anyone who's uh, so pieces mental health and exercise coaching so it's mhec um okay, so cool. yeah dan uh dan hancocks who i work with um so he's the mental health the mental health pt on instagram so um okay, cool. yeah it's, it's really good it's yeah really i'd recommend people check that out actually that does sound yeah it does definitely sound worth looking into it's something we need to focus on more i think as you said we are essentially counselors definitely time. just yeah. opening up that conversation is- yeah open up Okay, guys, we'll uh, move on to the next part of the show, uh, and we're going to talk about the big C word, Alicia. Woo. And that big C word is CrossFit. Yeah, it's too, too right, woohoo. Let's get some, get some fanfare out. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're See, an element now, Bill. Yeah, Tom's like, oh, this is why I take the, This is where I take the back seat and learn. <laughs> yeah, look, um, God, I know, right? And CrossFit, yeah. I mean, to be I'm fair, just well, last S- few weeks. I'm just an SBD man. I'm just a squat bench deadlift. <laughs> I went on a ski erg once, and that was about it. <laughs> that was with me as well wasn't it that was Trashed yeah it's yeah. good work on that it's good fun yeah I was fucked for a week <laughs> yeah I know right but yeah we actually spoke about CrossFit quite a few times the last few weeks haven't we we did an episode yeah, of is it been. bad for you when we spoke about CrossFit and injuries um, which we, I think we spoke about CrossFit about three or four times on the podcast it always you always find a way to worm you find know yeah, in somewhere I find a way to sneak it back in I'm like <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get it in this week I'm here this reminds it. me of one time where we had a ward and it's like yeah, yeah. like uh, I mean even we <laughs> 25 push-ups in the space of a minute, followed by, you know, kipping, followed by <laughs> hitting a folded-up rug with a baseball bat for time. I don't know. Yeah. As I said, crossfate my thing, so I don't know what you do. <laughs> As you can tell. Even with the BCAAs episode, we managed to get Knocko in there, didn't we? We managed to twist that one to, into crossfate. <laughs> yeah, that was like, easy to do, to be fair. Was that was easy to do. Like... Yeah, it's a good, good little CBD, BCAAs, headbands, anything footwear, yeah. you can easily... Shoehorn yeah. CrossFit into that. CrossFit has yeah. given us a lot of content. I'm not gonna lie, yeah. they they make it easy. Some of the stuff they come out with, they even are crocodile blood. We somehow wormed that into yeah, it. Even that. Yeah, we got yeah, we got cro- yeah. Oh, if you not heard that one, Alicia, no, about crocodile blood. <laughs> I'm Honestly, need to catch yeah. up on that one. Yeah, to, yeah, it's a it's a banger. It's an absolutely good. Anyway, we'll get back to CrossFit. So what I want to know is that we've been quite positive about CrossFit, as you can tell. Yeah, uh, you know, I do CrossFit, so it won't be too negative. Um, but I want to know is kind of like what is your what's been your experience of it? Um, you know, what, what have you loved the most about it? What kind of drew you in, and then what's kept you staying on that CrossFit train uh, for so long? So I'd never say, I'd never really touched a barbell. I had no idea what I was supposed to do with a barbell. Dumbbells, kettlebells in your in your main gym, but I was always kind of too scared to go to the barbell section or I had no idea what it was for other than a squat or a deadlift that I'd done before. And I think it was actually through Instagram that I'd kind of got introduced to CrossFit a little bit and I just thought it looked really fun. It took me a while to 
really properly get into it. So I've been a member of my box for a few years, but I've probably only been kind of consistently there the past couple, mainly because I was really intimidated, not anything to do with the box or the coaches or anything. I was just like, oh, it's something totally new and I didn't really know what to expect. And I think I turned up to a class or halfway through a class one time and I was like, what is going on in this room? Like, yeah, what is happening? T-shirts off. going on here? Yeah, Barbell's like, flying. what have I walked yeah. into? The power of Christ compels you, like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Phone <laughs> holy water. And I know, and I was like, I am never going to be able to do half of the th- like. God knows what they were doing with the barbells, like snatches and cleans and all this stuff. I- I'd never really seen it before, and I was like, I'm never going to be able to do that. So it took me a little while to actually build up the confidence to kind of start going. Um, but from then, I absolutely love it, and I think it changed my whole kind of perception of exercise like I used to exercise to lose weight and because you know I'd I'd had a really big meal and it was almost like a punishment kind of thing like I needed to go in and burn it off and with CrossFit it was all strength based and like you have to get good at it you have to be fit and you have to be strong and you have to fuel yourself properly like food wise and things and it just changed all of that for me like I I knew that my focus now was to get to get better and to learn all this kind of movement and and exercise is something to enjoy i mean enjoy is a strong word for some of the wads that, that, that oh, yeah. we do yeah, know, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, to- tolerate sure. some of the wads i'd say sometimes i question my life choices but um <laughs> no it's 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 definitely like enjoyment and it shifted that and you know being strong is really cool and it's it's cool to mm. like I, I asked i'm not great at like handstands or anything like that but it's cool to watch all these movements and like you can never master CrossFit. There's always things to learn. Like once you think you get strong at something or good at something, you're rubbish at something else. And now you need to start on that and, and, and learn that kind of thing. So yeah, for me, it just made me fall in love with exercise, I think, and and want to teach that to other people um, and, you know, teach women how to get into weightlifting and, and get strong. Like strong's cool. Um, yeah, so, I love that. Yeah, for me, that was, that was mm. my falling in love with crossfit what i like about crossfit like what you kind of said there is that there's very specific cool things that inherently linked with crossfit is like don't get when you get this with like you know bodybuilding and strength training in general where it's like oh it'd just be really cool just to be able to pull my own body weight up yeah you know doing a pin up but with crossfit there are certain things like you know there's that default goal of I want to be able to do a handstand. A muscle up, things like that. With, with it, it was like a deadlift. It's like, okay, it's cool to have like other two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight plate deadlift. That'd be great. But there is something about, Joe, you know, I'd love to be able to do a handstand. And once you're able to do that handstand, it's then I'd love to be able to do a walking handstand. Mm-hmm. There's like these awesome little like uh, progressions you can do of it as well. Yeah. And it's very specific to, to CrossFit. Yeah. yeah, there are things that are appealing to me like that, like learning to do a handstand, learning how to do a handstand push up, and yeah, the handstand walk. So yeah, there's some pretty cool things there. Added stairs, ramps. Yeah, yeah, escalators. Yeah, wild things, ropes, like on a, on a unicycle. <laughs> on a unicycle, yeah. Oh, God, don't, don't. I'd like to say don't give Dave Castro ideas, but he's been sacked on me, so maybe, maybe yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not yeah. Big Dave. God, can't use him anymore, can we? We used to love Big Dave. Anyway. It's like you've had a quite a positive journey, and I've also noticed that recently you've been getting stuck into a uh, bit, bit of competing, Alicia. Bit of, yes. Uh, 
Yeah, I ac- <laughs> I'm doing Ragnarok at the minute. <laughs> oh well, and I accidentally signed up for that. I, did, I forgot I had signed up for it. How do you, how do you accidentally it, sign up for a work? Well, I didn't accidentally sign up. Yeah. Do you know what? When you think these things are a really good idea at the time, and yeah, you yeah. forget about it for a few months. Yeah, yeah that was up, me. Yeah. And then I got my email, <laughs> and I was like, oh gosh. Oh, shit. Um, but no, I I think with with qualifiers, they're just so good at pushing you like mm-hmm. yeah wads and classes and stuff are great but see when you're training yourself it, it's hard to get that kind of push yeah. but with qualifiers you have a time cap and all this and you just go hell for leather for those 10 12 15 minutes yeah. um and it, it's good like the this latest one was wall walks and i absolutely hate wall walks i hate being upside yeah. down but it forces me to work on things that I'm really I'm weak at, and I just want to get better. I don't know um, anyone who likes wall walks. There's, no. there's a couple of people in my gym who are doing Ragnarok, and they were doing it this morning, and they were like, "I hate wall walks." Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, I don't." And think they keep would. coming up, but maybe that's just a sign that I need to start keep working on them. Yeah, maybe because <laughs> I think we're all getting good at wall walks and they'll sack them off. They'll do something else. They'll be like, yeah. oh, we don't wall walks. I'll, do yeah. I'll master a wall walk eventually. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, then Bit it'll never come up ever again. Is that when you're in like the push-up position and you walk up the wall, walk up the wall. Yeah, backwards, yeah. Back backwards. down again? Yeah, I remember like, it might have been... That? It might have been like 2020, but there was, I remember there was a phase where on my social media, that's all I saw people doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it was in the CrossFit Open last year and this year. So yeah. I feel like, and obviously yeah. because we were run lo- in lockdown last year, yeah. I think everyone was doing it because. M- might have yeah, been, yeah, 2021. Walks. Yeah. But I just remember my social media getting flooded with people doing wall walks. But yeah, if it was in, if it was in the CrossFit games around that time, then makes a lot more sense now yeah that'd be why <laughs> yeah, yeah. but yeah no i'm really enjoying the qualifiers Um i work with wadable and i was down at the last battle for middle ground helping out and it's just so cool being at like the live events like i oh, was that the one in uh, peterborough because i was yeah, there. Oh, yeah, yeah yeah you were yeah yeah, yeah that was good, um yeah. it's just the atmosphere is just incredible like it's it's so cool so yeah one day i'll <laughs> One day I'll maybe qualify and get there. <laughs> they, they, they <laughs> Probably not, they, not this time. T- well, hey, I'm fingers crossed for a heavy power clean that then I can make up for the wall walks. Got two more. Is it two more to go? I think so. Yeah, it's, it's three or four four workouts. Yes, yeah, so we're on number two, so the next one gets released tomorrow. So oh, that's good luck. Hopefully I know. It's, uh, Thank you. It's a heavy power clean. I'm hoping one RM power clean. That's all a bit. So one RM yeah. power. The workout be called Alicia, and it'd be one RM yeah. power clean. <laughs> Happy, happy days. Do you imagine? That'd be, be outrageous, wouldn't it? That's oh, awesome. it'd be so good. I think we're quite linked quite well on this next point I'm going to make. Talk about heavy power cleans lifting is something we spoke about in the past is how we want, we think everyone should get involved in some sort of resistance training, weight training, doesn't matter what gender you are, age, you know, all that, but basically all that. Um, and I'm aware we've, we've come at it from a male point of view. So I'd, I'd love to sort of hear your thoughts on it about the whole, I still think there is sometimes a bit of a stigma around women, particularly mm. not. It's not exclusive to women, but about lifting weights, whether they don't want to look bulky or maybe they just think it's not the right. You know, joke aside, they're not the societal norm is for women yeah. to lift weights. I don't know what. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that, and how have you, you know, how have you tackled it? Maybe with some of your no, clients? totally. And I think it kind of stems back. It's quite an old fashioned attitude, you know, like. Mm. We and like growing up, it has been for me. Women should be as small as they possibly can. Like no yeah, muscles. Sure. It's, it's all about skinny, and you know, if any fitness was treadmills again, or any kind <laughs> of cardio, or it was the two kilogram dumbbells, you know, that are pink uh, in the shop. <laughs> the Argos special. The Argos yeah. special, yeah. <laughs> so it's you know that's that's kind of everything that women's kind of fitness has been portrayed at. It's yoga and it's all these kind of things, and it, there's mm. never a, a barbell or a heavy kind of weight or anything in sight. But funnily enough, 
you know, as I was saying earlier, the majority of people who want to work with me or always approach me are like, I want to lose weight and I want to tone up. But they don't realize that toning up actually means, you know, building a little bit of muscle and the only way you can do that is to start lifting some weights and I think a lot of it is as well as they just don't know what to do like I was the same I had no idea where I would even start lifting weights or what I was capable of and you know within the first couple of sessions for any of my clients who, who I'm working with I'll teach them how to deadlift or squat and actually show them that they're so much stronger than they think they are like right off the bat even though they've never picked a barbell up it's just form and strength and it's building that confidence like there's nothing more empowering than lifting heavy weights and I I think it's just come from a place where people just don't really know how to do it or like where to start and you know in in a lot of commercial gyms the weight section is the guy section like it sure so like quite intimidating intimidating. yeah Yeah. totally and especially if, if you've not touched a weight or anything before you don't know what to do you just stay away from that and you stick to with with what you know um so yeah, I I think it has been a lot of kind of growing up and like in movies and things like there was no one really depicted that had muscles or who was strong or anything. Mm. It was all the pink dumbbells and the, this is your spin bikes and and this is all kind of what you use and and that's that's women's fitness. Um, so yeah, there's not a huge focus on on strength training. I think it is changing a little bit now with the kind of the rise in social media and CrossFit's obviously growing, and there's a lot more women that are lifting weights and and yeah. you know strong is cool now and like building a little bit of muscle. But films and stuff as well, like you got things like Wonder Woman, they've come in. Yeah, quite well. you've got was it Captain Marvel and the Marvel stuff. It's not just like. You know, it's not always just the big Arnold character you see on the... T- like, maybe back in the days, you'd always see the big Arnold character be the main character in an action film. Whereas now, we're maybe starting to see more female characters, which is perhaps changing people's minds a little bit, thinking, oh, they're pretty cool. I want to be like yeah. them, as opposed to being like the the, the, the skinny Barbie girl you'd probably see, I don't know, Definitely. 10, 20 years ago. And there is still that fear that... I, I get a lot of, of people that come to me and they're like, oh, but if I lift weights, like, I will become bulky. And, and I think it's just changing that. Like, it's just misinformation. Like, they just... A lot of people work a lot, very, very hard to get muscles and to, yeah. to be any kind yeah. of bulky. Um, Difficult, that. <laughs> it's not easy. Yeah, I know. That, that's why I get them like, well, <laughs> it's not going to happen in six weeks. I mean, I know social media gets a really bad rep, and to be honest, rightfully so. But I think this is actually one of the benefits is that it has showcased women weightlifting, you know. Definitely. It has kind of like, you know, like, I mean, there's even like hashtags now, you know, women that lift, you know, girls that lift, mm. ladies that lift, etc. And it showcases everything from female bodybuilders to female powerlifters, female powerlifters yeah. in particular, and crossfitters, yeah, and cross, crossfitters, yeah. you know, and you're seeing like really amazing lifts from women who look like liftings that I can't even dream of, you know, yeah. Yeah, sure. can't even dream of. And it, it is pretty cool in that regard, that social media, you do get to see more of that. And it's I think sure. that has actually, there is still a stigma. So as Bill said, there is still yeah. a stigma. And I think there always will be because, you know, society. Um, That's it. <laughs> but I, f- I think social media has kind of lowered that stigma a little bit. Yeah. And you, don't so. get me wrong, like as soon as I, a female posts, herself lifting on a platform on social media you will always get like that toxic comment section of men suddenly feeling like they have to come and like give their two cents yeah, yeah. um white nights yeah. yeah exactly well the opposite really the absolute dick nights dick nights <laughs> that does not sound <laughs> appealing dick yeah. Dick yeah. Nights. <laughs> yeah exactly 
No. I mean, instead of like a visor, it's just like a ball sack they pull down over the eye. <laughs> ball sack. Yeah. <laughs> but like, um, but no, no, it is, it is cool to see. It is cool to see. And I think it's encouraging more women to, you know, start slinging tin, as Bill says. Yeah. yeah I mean, well, tin, yeah. there's that Emily Campbell that won the silver in the Olympics. And I think yeah. that has kind of opened up a lot of, you know, young girls and women to actually want to start lifting because it's cool. Like, it's cool to watch. It cool. Yeah. It's cool to be strong. And do you know right? what yeah. as well, particularly in, in the, the arena of CrossFit, like, it's created a massive social circle as well, mm. particularly yeah. for women. Um I mean, Bill, you posted a cool little video the other day of folk fit, and you know you're seeing all these yeah, women yeah. together, you know, yeah. surrounded by barbells, you know, strong women, yeah, exactly strong, strong women, women yeah. at the end of the day, it's and really that's really good to see. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, it's no longer just you know going to the gym to get toned on the treadmill, you know, with your headphones in. It's now creating this social circle, and that is that's one of the things I love about CrossFit as well, because like I, I usually go to the the half nine classes, and there's a a group of girls there that I just love see them all the time and it, it is it's so nice to encourage each other like tribal when one yeah like when one gets a strong lift like we help each other and it's it's inspiring like um and it's great it's, it's just a good community yeah exactly that community hashtag crossfit hashtag crossfit <laughs> yeah <Woo>. there you <laughs> go yeah <woo. laughs> so we started this segment Alicia by sort of looking back and discussing how things has changed what I want to do now is want to look, look to the future now we're going to Put our goggles on. We're gonna we're gonna look ahead. What is next for Alicia? What's happening? Talk us through it. So I mean, my coaching business is going great at the minute. So kind of just building on that. Um, I'm doing Martin McDonald's uh, nutrition course at the minute. So hopefully, she'll okay. be qualified in September. Um, I'm wanting to potentially do my CrossFit level one or my British weightlifting this year. So yeah, just more courses, building my knowledge. Um, you chose the wrong time to do the level one, haven't you? They put the price up the little fuckers. Oh, I know. I was like, great. Because I was thinking oh. about doing it last year and I was like, oh, great. So, Honestly, money grabbing bastards, aren't they? That's what I, was, I know. Oh. It's not very encouraging, is it? But yeah, I think just some more courses and, and just carrying on building up my business and things. Um, but yeah, win, loving win, life Yeah, Ragnarok. Win Ragnarok from the <laughs> yes. CrossFit Games win 23. the next qualifier in Ragnarok. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome, that, yeah. And even who knows, 23, 24, CrossFit Games. Alicia's there. Yeah, I mean, that's the goal. I would definitely be able to wall walk by that point. I'd, ha- I'd like has to there think. Ever been a, has there ever been a Scottish person? Has like there ever been a Scottish person? Has- See, you've, you've just admitted <laughs> yeah. it to me. You've just admitted <laughs> it to me. The conspiracy's back. There has. Well, back, Ali Crawford, <laughs> um, Ali Crawford's in Masters, but she she's incredible. She went to the Games oh, last awesome. year. Um, oh, nice. I think she's sitting number one, actually, in the the qualifiers and oh, she's incredible wow. to watch so yes definitely Scottish people yeah. <laughs> so like, Scottish people do exist just to clarify yes. that is the conclusion <laughs> okay fair enough there you go the one takeaway from this podcast this week is that Scottish people do in fact exist guys do exist, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. if you've learned one yeah. thing from that it's that and of course you have to compete in a kilt because that's just the most fucking <laughs> God. that is just the most metal thing ever yeah, it would be pretty cool <laughs> that, yeah. just be careful kipping you know yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. No true yeah, Scots in there. Handstands yeah. as well. Handstand walk would be able to kill one. Yeah, the old brave heart. <laughs> okay, Alicia. We're now gonna we're gonna move on to the final part of the show. Now, I've been I. I don't even know what to say because I've basically what I did. I'm not sure if we saw this on our podcast Instagram. I asked our our fantastic listeners 
without any context, what would you ask our guest on tonight's recordings? They have no idea oh, who you are. They have no gosh. idea who, anything about you, but they're just asking questions. Okay. Um, right. I'll be honest with you. There's only one sensible one. Is Scotland Excellent. real? Excellent. Is Scotland, Scotland real? real? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sake, sorry, okay. Right. You know, I'll leave. I'll leave the sense. You know, I'll, I'll put the middle. I'll put the sensible one in the middle somewhere just to break up the chaos. Right, okay, okay. Yeah. Just to mix it. We're going to five for these. Take as long as you need on these. Oh, okay. Right. So the first one. I'm going to call this fucker out. I have no idea what these questions are, so... Right. I'm nervous. Don't look to me for help. (laughs) I'm nervous. This first one is a would you rather, okay? So listen carefully. I know how I'd answer this, but we can go through this. Would you rather shit yourself unexpectedly once a week or or constantly smell like shit forever? We are a (laughs) evidence-based fitness podcast. Oh, no. Um, Probably the first one. Probably an unexpected shit. Yeah. I'd agree. I feel like it, it, it would obviously depend, but I feel like you could deal with that and move on. Wear a nappy. Yeah, there you go. There's this yeah. wears around I mean, it. Sw- swimming on holiday might be problematic. Well, uh, that's very true. But then again, I won't want to smell like shit forever. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I would take the once a Doing week. a wall walk would be problematic. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the worst time, wouldn't it? <laughs> that would be. Uh, okay, this next one's interesting. Mm-hmm. How much Marmite is too much Marmite? Any. I hate Marmite. Yeah, yeah. Oh, now God. we're talking. <laughs> oh, no. Absolutely any. Yes. Well, this, this person actually put, so this is actually Phoebe, one of uh, the society members, as we call her. She said the answer is there's no such thing as too much Marmite. So she's not going to like you. She's not going to like no, you. She's sorry, liked you up to this Phoebe. point. She's probably. Marmite is yeah. just, you know, tarmac flavoured jam. Don't you remember when you made me eat two tablespoons of it live oh, on the podcast? I didn't make I you do fucking... shit. You did that willingly. I lost a poll. Yeah, we did a poll about Marmite, yeah, and then I lost a poll, so I had to do two full tables. I felt ill. Yeah. Gross. I had Marmite, Marmite Twiglets jam. one time, and I felt oh. great because I did. I didn't realise that I like Marmite. Marmite, and no, I don't, yeah. disgusting. Nah, so I like Marmite. Twiglet. Too- nah. It sounds as appealing as an OXO flavoured protein shake. It's just yeah, <laughs> OXO flavoured protein. It smells like that yeah. as too. Nothing. Yeah. Do- oh God. Right. Ugh. Sorry, Phoebe. You're probably sorry, outraged right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> right. oh. Disgusting. Hang on. Human. She's got another question, Leisha. She's got another one. You can pull yourself back here. Right. Is it about Marmite? How much do you like horses? Oh, I like horses. I used to have a horse. You used to have a okay. I think I think you've caused some I think you've caused some brownie points back there. I think I think Phoebe's back I'm on board now. Say, I really... feel like there's a trek coming or did oh, right, okay, that was the question. One obscure question that ended up actually being relevant. Right. No, I like horses. I did get thrown yeah. off one once, and that wasn't okay. fun. But um, but I do like them. Yeah. Make me very nervous. Yeah. Mm. This next one, Tom, links back to one of our old school conspiracies about birds not being real. So, Alicia, <laughs> I don't, don't yeah, no, people listening who are first timers, they're gonna have to go back and listen to some. Old I'm stuff gonna have to actually. listen to some right. of these. Alicia, have you ever seen a baby pigeon? <laughs> Yes, actually. No. Oh, so, yeah, no, no, I have. Off. Right, and here, oh, here here's go. my story. So I used to live in a, in a flat. No, I used to live in a flat <laughs> and on my window there was like the pigeon, like the spike things to stop all the pigeons. And one oh, no, morning, I don't know oh, where no. this is going. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a good story because oh, oh. one morning the pigeon had made a nest in between them so that it wasn't on the spikes. And they had and she had babies. So I have seen saw the baby, baby. pigeon. Yes, and I'm glad that she said F you to the spikes and just made a nest anyway. Yeah, I thought this was going to go a completely different direction. I know, I'm yeah. sorry, I, I realised that kind I of I thought like... it was going to be like impaled baby pigeons. <laughs> no, like Some no, no, kind no, no, of no. grim, you know, <laughs> aviary, you know, Vlad the Impaler. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> no. Dear God. 
No, I promise. Oh, dear. So you have seen it. Well, that answers that question then. Uh, next one. This Tom, you can guess who this one's come from. Uh, have you ever... Well, yeah, you obviously do, but do they use a skier was the question. Oh, do yeah. I use a skier? Yes. I actually used to hate the ski and now it's my oh, really? preferred machine, I think. Oh, well, now that I've got cool. the technique down, I enjoy a skier. So, yes. Yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot of technique, actually. Yeah. So the person who asked that is... Um, She's been on the podcast before. She's actually a world record holder in the ski She did like, how many hours is it, Tom? She did like 36 hours. hours. Yeah. Right, well, that's ridiculous. extreme. I mean, I'm talking yeah. like, you <laughs> know, 500 yeah. metres and I'm... I'm I, do 500, I do 500 metres, Alicia, and I am blowing. I'm like, yeah. this, this oh, is yeah, take, same. I mean, it's I hate skier, steady wins the race. <laughs> I mean, not that I'm directly challenging Colleen, but I've done 36 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I do. I, I enjoy a ski. Didn't used to, but I enjoy it now. Yeah, good bit of kit. Next one. We'll leave it. This this is this is outrageous. I don't even want to ask. This is outrageous, this question. Honestly, this is... Right. It's another would you rather. Right. Here okay. we go. <laughs> I can't even say it's for straight folks. Right. Would they rather have fingers for nipples or nipples for fingers? <laughs> oh. Why do oh, I have a bit? I know one. who these are from. Have they been on the podcast before? This one hasn't, no, this person. No. Probably fingers for nipples because you could hide. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if you had nipples for fingers, you literally couldn't do anything. Yeah, but just... So you ma- would just strap those down. Could you ever go on holiday again because you get into a bathing suit? I just feel like it'd be very weird, like these finger-like well, I mean, things. it would be... I mean, but either option is weird, but... Either is weird, oh, yeah. <laughs> but I feel yeah, like... I mean, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, feel like I mean, you could just you permanently have... wear gloves, couldn't you? I was just about yeah, to well, say yeah. that, yeah. Also, if you had, uh, you know, nipples, fingers, you could just uh, just always chill just doing this, like rubbing your fingers together and just enjoying oh. life. Oh, for God's sake. Always being zen. That's very... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's had too much green like, tea. Joe, I've had a bad day. Let me just uh, <laughs> clip my fingers a little bit. <laughs> oh, dear God. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, you oh. would just wear gloves. Being sensible here, you just wear gloves. Yeah. You would pretty yeah. much. Or, if you well, technically, to. it's now a bra, isn't it? You're not. It's... Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. it's a yeah. bra, isn't it? Yeah. A five. Oh, God, yeah. Fingered bra. Well, it depends on the nipple. It depends who we're talking. Bra. I mean, obviously, in this case, Alicia, the question was it directed to you, but if it's directed to a man, it's different, isn't it? Because obviously, yeah. mm. we're very different, aren't we, biologically? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a lovely way! What a lovely way to finish a podcast. What that, a lovely with way. A, with a quick. Would you rather? Well, yeah. Would you, well, Alicia, that was a. I don't say that. That was a wild ride. <laughs> we are an evidence-based podcast about health, fitness, and nutrition, as we sometimes say. <laughs> Sorry, this is gonna this is gonna keep me awake all night now. On whether if you had nipples on your fingers, would fingers. it be would it be a glove or a bra? Technically, it's gonna keep me awake all night. <laughs> keep you awake all night. Yeah. Well, thanks, for that Ryan. You've uh, you're gonna keep time awake all night now. <laughs> Cheers, Ryan. <Fantastic>. You dick. <laughs> sake. That's the question we've got, Alicia. Thank you very much for joining us. I've thoroughly enjoyed that. It's been a very good, that's been one of my favourite yeah, episodes for a while. It's been good. It was good, good fun, very I've good fun. Enjoyed it. I'm sure it's got some really good take take home messages as well. It's going to resonate with Hopefully. a lot of the listeners. I think. Yeah, good. As per my last comment, I feel like I'm having an existential crisis. Bra slash glove thing, but yeah, it's been a good episode. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see if Tom turns up next week. Who knows? He might be wandering the d- desert somewhere. Thinking he might have know, designed a glove. He might, might have designed, designed yeah. one, and he'd be like in Primark. You know. <laughs> Been like Primark. It could be with their new Greg's range. I don't know if you've seen that, but Primark now Greg's sell what? a Greg's range. They do. Fuck off. No, I'm not Google it that. after this. Greg's range? That goes for our listeners. Primark Greg's range. Wow. Yeah. Oh, dear. Right. There you go. Anyway, 
before we uh, before we close out for the week, Alicia, where can people find you if they want to uh, get in touch? Are they able to follow you on your Ragnarok journey? On my Ragnarok war walk journey. Uh, yes, yeah, so yeah. I'm on Instagram as Alicia Scott underscore fit. That's probably the best place to find me. So yeah, come yeah, and give me a follow. Cool. I'll uh, bang that down in the show notes as well, guys, so you can uh, have a look down there. Click a nice little link. Get over and give her a follow. See what she's up to. But yeah, it's been a, been a pleasure as always, uh, and we'll speak to you on the next one. See you later, guys. As always, thanks for listening. Now, I'm fully aware that some of you out there could be new to the show, and bloody hell, what a way to be introduced to the Chat Shit Get Fit podcast with all that chaos. But if you are new around it, I'd implore you to go and check out our vast back catalogue. We have got episodes covering a wide range of topics, including more guest specials, a series on diets, a series on recovery methods, one on supplements, and we've got one on myths as well. And more recently, we've been doing a series called Is It Bad? for you we've got close to about 90 episodes now so there's plenty of evidence-based knowledge to absorb and plenty more chaos to entertain we will see you next week same time same place for a brand new episode see you soon